Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Bobby Moore and Sir Jeff Hurst. The trailer booking at Billy Bones. Paolo DiCaprio. West Ham United. We celebrate our victories. We stick together in the free. Good evening, good morning, or good afternoon. This is more than just a podcast. Podcast? My name is George. I'm here with Sean. Hello, Sean. Good evening, George. How are we? I'm good. No traffic, no lights, no. or anything like that. No. Well, don't usually ask you, but... I know, but he's not here tonight. Uh, and John's here. Hi, John. Hello. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. Uh, did you have a good, had a good weekend and everything? Had a, good a very week busy since weekend, last, yeah. It was last yeah, podcast. Very, very busy weekend, yeah. It was out Friday night, out Saturday night, and then football yesterday afternoon. So, yeah, very busy. Thank you. But you had fun? Lots of fun, yeah. Excellent. And no Reese James. And Reese isn't here today because he's got a cold. Ah. Oh. Uh, we, we're starting to question Reese's commitment to the podcast this season and, and might sack him soon. And we're also uh, questioning his commitment to West Ham as well. So we should sack him, really. Saku? Sacco. Uh, which leads us nicely on to West Ham 2 QPR nil. So we went to the game yesterday, Sunday afternoon, 4 it's not right, 20, is it? 4.20 right. kick-off in the end. 4.20, was it? Four, was the day yeah. delayed by five, five minutes? minutes yeah. It's not right. Sunday games don't feel right. It's not right. Um, but we won. stop it. But we won, and that's that's the most important thing. Uh, we scored two goals and QPR didn't score any. They scored one, but it was in the wrong goal. West Ham had 48% possession, 11 shots and three on target. Played quite well, didn't we? We did. Actually, the stats... We stat, had, you would, I would have thought we'd have had Yeah, we had a lot more, more possession, possession, didn't we, in the first half. Yeah, I suppose. As, but I don't really remember them ever really getting BBC back into it much. match of the day, it was like playing some training cones, and that was being unfair on training cones, he said. Did he? Yeah. But they, they, I mean, they, they didn't look much of a team. They, they were quite physical, I thought. But they were awful. They didn't look very good, and... We did look far better team than they were. They, they um, didn't look like they cared. There was no team spirit. They blamed each other. The only one with a bit of passion was Greeno. Greeno. More of that later. You reckon? 
he did. Did he look passionate? He, he, he seemed to care. When the goals went in, he was the one shouting. The others, including Rio, just sort of, I don't know, just seemed to not be bothered, shrug their shoulders. Rio, no. Rio don't care. He's just getting the last bit of money before he retires. It's a mistake by Rio, by the way. Mistake to take Sacco that. ripped him a new one, didn't he, really? He just... Well, he's not, he's not got it anymore, has he? No. He should have retired. He doesn't need the money. <sighs> just released a book. He should yeah, have retired. Talking of that, we saw, talking of books, we saw Trevor Brookin with at least twelve people queuing to see him outside Newham. Uh, I think he'd been there for door. quite a while. Don't don't try and make out that he didn't have anyone there. <laughs> there was only yeah, about they, twelve people there though. Yeah, but he, they, they'd mean, stopped the queue by that time. The lady said he'd had three hundred people at some point, so it was. I think he was. Well, I'm not trying to diss Sir Trevor. I think he was quite popular. But yeah, we did see Sir Trev at the bookstall. So my first question. Was it a surprise? I'd actually written an article saying Nolan is guaranteed to start. He didn't start. He caught us all by surprise by Mr. Aladici um, starting with Zarate. It was a surprise. I expected Nolan to come in. It wasn't honest. a surprise for me, to be honest. No? I wasn't surprised. No. You in the know. Well, he's got... The ITK, man. He's got Noble missing and Coyote missing, so... It was a natural progression for him to bring his favourite son in, isn't it? So we all, I was expecting him to start, yeah. And it was talked before, and you, you and uh, your sources were talking about him and Jarvis starting, Sean. So yeah, if a pair of them, no, I didn't, I didn't say Jarvis starting. I thought, but Allardyce is usual like this. He won't rush people back. He always starts them off a little bit here, a little bit there before starting them. So maybe you're like a Sam Allardyce expert, aren't you? I am. I thought Zerati did Talking well. Talking of that, to be honest, and, I and slightly very going hard. off topic, did you see the new poll? No. What's his name? The new Sam Allardyce poll. Oh, the mood has changed. Yeah. I'll talk poll. about it with Nigel later, so I won't go through okay. it. Completely. I can't, I can't wait for that. Yeah. I literally can't anyway, wait for that. Anyway, later with the Nigel. Yeah, five. not interested. Um, quick stat attack. Possession. Sorry, my, mic- my microphone went then. Uh, QPR possession 52%, 10 shots, 3 on target. Long balls, QPR 784, West Ham 1. Uh, Sean done the stats. Sean, why, is, why, why have you written that QPR had 784 well, the stats don't balls. lie. John said that it was a long ball game and we played too many long balls. And he'd be interested to see the stats. So uh, I made these up. <laughs> uh, most long balls was Rio Ferdinand with 515 <laughs> long ball merchant West Ham Aaron's Cresswell had one <laughs> so it uh, proves it doesn't it that oh, you're, you're without team. a doubt you know, no, no. That, is, that is proof no, it's, in, it's in black and white my, my point to you yesterday was I was my you know we, we, we played we played well we won the game and you know we never really looked in trouble but I was disappointed about the way we, sort of, from a tactical point of view, the fact that we had Sacco up front and, and Valencia playing up there with him, that they, they continuously knocked the ball up long to them. And old uh, Ferdinand, and what's his name? Corker. They just, they just didn't even really have to jump, did they? They just continuously not kept, they just used to come, used to come up to them too, wasn't sticking it, it goes straight back again. And that's probably why the possession is what it is, because we we had a lot of the ball at the back, and then we'd knock it, we'd play it around a bit, knock it long, 
And it, you know, it just wasn't working. They should have played it through the middle for a bit more, that's all. I thought we mixed up. There were some long balls, I won't deny. I don't know what the real stats are because they haven't been released yet from uh, Opta. But I thought we played on the floor as well. They might have been released now. Shall I have a look? I think the sort of last, last sort of, when we scored the second goal, it all seemed to, there was sort of like a, a sort of ease of the tension in the ground and everyone seemed to. Mm. We should have been. More we, than should have, yeah, we should have been three, time. four up at half time. I, I mean, we did look far better than them, but even so, I was disappointed that they still were tr- locking it long to the two up front, and it was just wasn't sticking. And I would have wanted him to change something tactically to see that happening, and change something tactically as opposed to doing the tactical change of taking one of those two off. And what? I was expecting? I was expecting. What you just said makes no sense. Well, right, okay. Instead of changing the players, instead of changing, instead of changing the tactics, the, changing the personnel, he should have changed the way we were playing. Yeah, is that what you're saying? That's well, yeah. But I was expecting actually because it was so obvious what was <coughs> happening. I was expecting Cole to come on. <coughs> Colton, super yeah. Colton. I was expecting him because he liked questions. His I love him. Questions on the subs then. Number one, Nolan came on for Zarate. There were boos. Were they right to boo? I know it was only a small it wasn't. See, crowd. this is another thing. The people on, all these people on Twitter who weren't there, who starts jumping on and saying, you fans need to do this, do, do that. You know, it wasn't that bad. It was just a few, a few people boos. booing. Were they booing Most Sam Allardyce? Were they booing Nolan? Or were they booing the decision to take Zarate who, who really knows? I mean, everyone around us was saying, oh, he's not bringing Nolan on, is he? You know, everyone... It was pretty much the... Standard conversation around us, was it not? Yeah, because people believe that Nolan comes on no matter what his form is because they've just got this relationship that Allardyce always relies on Nolan as his enforcer. Yeah. I will say, though, that Alex Song, in my view, is not a good captain. I didn't see him bossing around the players. He... He had an okay game. I, I thought he had a bit of an off game, to be honest. Yeah, I'm well, he, he, he did all right in the middle, but he, he gave, away the, gave the ball away and he cost us a corner where he just lost the ball, didn't he? And cost us a sloppy corner. Yeah, but that was. Yeah, yeah well, that's just a uh, thing. But he, well, you, know, you he, expect more. 80 grand a week yeah, but he, from he, Barcelona. I expect a bit more yeah, from but Alex he just Song. mistouched it and accidentally. I don't expect him. He's a professional football player at 80 grand a week. I expect him to be inch perfect. Oh, it's, yeah. it's a game of inches. <laughs> what is. are you talking about? <laughs> no, I, I do think he had a particularly good game, to be honest. I was surprised he got man in a match. Well, that, that's the sponsors, though, isn't it? That's, that's the sponsors, the sponsors yeah, wanting want, to yeah, meet the biggest name, isn't it? Question them. He, he clearly is a quality player. He, he, rolls, he runs around that pitch with all the time in the world, but I think gets caught out sometimes with that sort of... Yeah. Who was your man of Laxadaisical. the match, John? My man of the match. Uh, I'm not sure. I mean, I thought Creswell done really well again. I thought yeah. Sakai done really well. Valencia works really hard. Doesn't stop running, does he? George, who was your man? I'm going to give it to James Tompkins. Yeah, that's a good shout. He was trying to prove a point. I thought he was he very, very he solid. Uh, didn't put a foot wrong all game and set up a goal. Yeah, well, again, yeah, I think Downing was And I would have class. given it to Downing. Downing I, was I class. I would have given it to Downing. That's yeah. great, because we've, all three of us have picked different people, which sort of shows the breadth of our team that so many people stood out. The breadth of our team? Yeah, the depth and breadth of our team. 
<laughs> One more question. Go on then. Sean, go on. Uh, Jarvis came on. Did he? For uh, Valencia. Right choice. You said at the time Elliot Lee should have come on or someone else. It would have been nice to see Elliot Lee get a run out, but it wasn't, it, wasn't, it wasn't a bad substitution at that right. time of the game. I mean, Jarvis has got pace. We know he has. And he can get across. across, across. He did his usual thing, though. He, he did run down the run wing down and the then wing run lots. it out. Yeah. He does that a lot, doesn't he? He runs with his head down and then runs out of room. Runs out of space, yeah. My, my final observation is about a QPR player, Greeno. I thought, big respect to him. You know, did the cross tamer sign to the Bobby Moore lower at the beginning of the game? Did it to us at the end of the game? You know, we gave him a bit of abuse with the greedy and the... It wasn't you abuse, only went for money. It, was, it was banter. 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 Just banter. banter. He, joined, he joined in, to be fair. Yeah, and he, what, Greeno, Greeno, what's the score? And he put his hand up and sort of put his thumb up, didn't he? Yeah, no, but he, when, when everyone was singing One Greedy Bastard, <laughs> he, he did he did sort of turn around like... Twitch, point, point, he's going to twitch in a Pointing his finger to himself like me, and then he just went like, no, he waved his finger said, no, not me. I understand. He was on 40 grand a week when he left us. He was offered a new deal at 45 grand a week. And he currently earns 50 grand a week at QPR. QPR. So he's a greedy bastard because he went for the extra five grand. Well, did he? Did he believe at the time that QPR had more possibility after they got taken over by billionaires and were promised the world like we were when we were taken over by the Icelandics? Or did he go for the extra five grand a week? Who knows? You don't, you don't, you, you don't know the ins and outs or something like that, do you? As George would say, this is not a QPR podcast, so we won't know. But it, but and it's, West and Ham, it's West Ham related, really. But and, and again, the fans singing "One Greedy Bastard" and left for the money were not the majority of fans. No, it was I enough it was to be heard. There was, was a few, there was a few boos, wasn't there? When he got a round of applause when he came over and raised his hands, there was a few individuals booing him, which I thought was you know he played for us for six you years. Don't, you don't boo him, but I joined in the Greedy Bastard songs and uh, left for the money because but hang it on. was just banter. Banter. If you were in that position, yes, right, banter, and you were offered another five grand a week, <laughs> would you leave your work and go somewhere else? Not if I was playing for West Ham. But you, you see, you're talking as a fan, not as a professional what? tradesman. Who's <laughs> professional tradesman? <laughs> it's just banter. <laughs> it's just, say it again. Banter. Anyway. It's a bit like, you know, was it Lee Clayton? tweeted out the West Ham fans booing Nolan as he come on. You know, it's just this the negative stuff that gets Good overplayed. Name, picking people out, saying people's names. What is that? Don't take no prisoners, do you? Digging out Lee Clayton now, are you? Well, he did. He tweeted it out, West Ham fans. Yeah, I, mean, I was asked by the Daily Mail today to write something on uh, um, Nolan booing. And I, well, there you I, go. They I just want the negative side. And then all these people on Twitter jump in, stop booing, he's our captain, all that. Anyway, anyway, anyway come on, Sean, introduce the next part of the podcast. Let's hear what Sam Alici had to say about the QPR match versus West Ham at the bowling ground. Banter, banter, banter. Back-to-back home wins after that result against Liverpool and uh, another very solid, uh, convincing performance today. Yeah, with the right result as well. I think there's, there's so many times, particularly last week at Old Trafford and here, against Tottenham we lost in the last minute that it was you know it was a bitter pill to swallow but the right performance and the right result today and uh, I think the strength and depth of my squad has shone through even more today because we'd seven seven injured today before we started the game so 
we've tested the squ full squad to its capabilities and it's come up trumps and a really good performance as well. So, you know, everything today is, uh, is very rosy and, and looking very nice. And it's always nice going into an international break, having picked up the three points, put ourselves in the top half, got into double figures uh, after seven games. And now can we push on when we reconvene in a, in a couple of weeks' time? That early goal in the, in the fifth minute of the game, it was a messy one, wasn't it? I mean, obviously that's not your problem, but it gives you the perfect platform for the rest of the match, doesn't it? Well, it's the quality of the ball that creates a bit of chaos, and I think the quality of Stuart Downing's ball and the quality of Stuart Downing today is a major factor of why we've won this game. I think that uh, the quality of that ball caused a lot of panic in the, uh, in the QPR box, and ultimately... It hits an hour on the knee and, and goes in our favour. And those are the pieces of luck that you need at certain times to change a game into your favour, as well as your front men or whoever gets a chance putting it in the back of the net. So I think that uh, from our point of view, the second goal came at a very good time for us because somewhere along the line, QPR had to get in the game. And that was probably the spell 10 minutes after the second half. But once the second one went in, I think it just killed them off. Moving the ball well. Yeah, no doubt about that. I think that the front two use, use so much energy in and out of possession that you can be, have a more creative midfield in there. And I think that those two up there... Yeah, how, big, how big a difference have, have they made, Sam? I, mean, I wanted to talk to you about those two. I mean, I know it's about the whole team, but, but those two, the, the sort of the energy as well as the ability that they bring. Well, and they've never played here before. I mean, it's, a, it's quite remarkable, the transition of two players who've never played in this league, one from Ecuador, one from the second division in France, to to make such a big impact early on. And like I say, a lot of that is down not just to the ability about how, how they work. These lads put one hell of a shift in. And like I said, uh, it allows us to create a bit more in midfield and you know be a bit more creative in terms of how we play, which provides them the service that they're looking for to try and score goals. And I think, you know, in the end, um, we had a fantastic result today. For me, it's our first clean sheet, which is very important as well. So a nice, solid defensive performance as well. Um, and, of course, from, from our point of view, the right performance and the right result. Banter. There you go, Sean. That is what the gaffer had to say. He doesn't get it. What do you think, John? Yeah, that's, yeah I totally agree. Doesn't he not get He doesn't get the West Ham way. He keeps on going on about results. We don't care about results. It's about performance. The West Ham way. We're all deluding we talk bollocks. But if we'd have played well you're, and lost you're against QPR, bollocks. it'd be all right. Do you know what? I, I enjoyed the Man United game. We didn't win it. It's performance, but he results. Well, he's in the results business. He is. So. And David Gold's points um, mean prizes for him. Spoke to Hugh Southern after the game and, and said, to be honest, we didn't expect this to be turned around this quickly. We're absolutely delighted. You know, they seem to have got every single one of their summer transfers has been a hit. Is that luck, judgment, or whatever? I don't know. If you keep buying enough players, something's got to hit somewhere. They bought a lot of players over the last three or four years. Something will happen. And and the other thing that was on match of the day is we got seven injuries and we still were able to put a team together. Yeah, that made it, me laugh. We said we had seven injuries, so we didn't. We weren't missing seven first team players. Yeah, yeah there are two players mainly are missing. Noble and Kiarty. Don't forget Joey O'Brien. Well, this is oh. what I mean. He wouldn't get a place in the team now. I mean, Jenkinson again. Jenkinson was quality. Actually, yeah. I might yeah. have given him man of the match. He, he, he was I, good. I, it's been a long time since I felt so comfortable with a right back we got in front of us. He's, he's done really well. So I, I hope that, Sean, is a permanent deal in the waiting. 
Yeah, I'm not sure. David Gold hinted at a permanent deal for Song, didn't he, on Twitter? Did he you see did, that? yeah. But I think uh, Jenkinson will go back to Arsenal. I think they, w- they wouldn't let him go, I don't no. think. He's got a lot of potential. He's, good. he's only 22. And he's, and he's a proper English. gooner, isn't he? Is he? Yeah, yeah. He's a passionate gooner. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. He got in trouble, don't you remember? He got in trouble. He went over to New York in pre-season and was teaching Arsenal fans out in New York how to sing anti-Tottenham songs and he got in trouble with the club because it got on YouTube. Didn't know yeah, he's a big Arsenal fan. Boyhood Arsenal fan. Uh, Sean, do you want to introduce the next part of the podcast? Because I had no idea what was happening. Yeah, well, uh, I decided to catch up with friend of the podcast. You can um, decide what you like, Sean. Sure, sure. Podcast. Podcast. sure podcast. Do what you like. Yeah. Well, I know I know he's been he's been going on other West Ham podcasts, so I thought I'd invite him. We haven't had him on this season. Um, there's a particular reason, which you'll find out at the end of the interview, which we'll talk about, why I wanted to get him on, because I knew he wrote this article. But yeah, here you are, Nigel Khan, banter. And we welcome back to more than just a podcast. He's anti-Sam, he's anti-Olympic Stadium, he hates, he hates Kevin Nolan, doesn't like Karen Brady, he writes for Olas, he's a member of the SAB, and he's a podcast tour and goes on every other West Ham podcast he can. He's been on about four times before. It's Nigel Khan. Welcome back, Nigel. Thank you very much, Sean. What an introduction. Yeah, I know. It was a good introduction, wasn't it? So, let's start... Um, game fresh in our minds from QPR another wing under Sam Aladici you've not liked Sam from day one no. but even you must be wondering as he turned the corner um, yeah yeah. I think, I think you know uh, a lot of people going perhaps after the whole Liverpool games that you know, one you know, one swallow don't make a summer. But I think perhaps now we can see that there is a pattern there that this is the way forward. So perhaps he has seen the light. I don't know if you've seen the poll on Clarendon Hugh. Have you seen it recently? I did. I did see it and take part. In it, yes. One thousand one hundred and twenty-one people have taken part. I'm just looking at the results at the moment. Um, they were asked uh, whether Sam Allardyce should stay or go. Um, we thought it was fair to run another poll after um, 78% of people said go at the end of his bad spell last season. This time, 515 votes, 45.94, so that's nearly 46%, say stay long term. 18.55 say go, that's 208 votes. And 35% or 35.5, 398 votes say review his position in January. Does that surprise you? No, not not with general football fans. It don't surprise me. No, they 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 go whatever way the wind's blowing, isn't it? So, right. Are you um, saying West Ham are fickle fans? Uh, I think football fans in general, you know, they'll look at it as this moment in time. So at the end of last season, football was shocking. wasn't great. We you know finished on respectable thirteenth, you could say. But, you know, people would have had three years of same shite in football, long ball crap, whatever, and, you know, nearly 80% wanted him gone. Seven games in, the football's a lot better, uh, we've got better players, and now Sam's basking in the credit, perhaps. Before I get on to that, because I'm going to talk about the credit in a minute, um, how did you vote? <laughs> Was it not a secret ballot? 
Uh, yeah, but I'm asking well, you. You don't have to share with me. But how no, do you I, listen, um, I, I would sack him every day of the week just for being <laughs> fair man of dice. But I've always said that, and I'll always stand, stand by that. He should never be at the club in the first place. Yeah. Well, I voted, obviously, stay, because I'm pro-Aladice. You're pro-Aladice, of course you are, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, let's move on, because there's a lot of, you know, Sacco has scored five in five now, four in four in the Premier League, uh, plus the one in the Carling Cup. Uh, best since Leroy Rossinia, who, who scored three in three when he started. Um, there's been a lot of talk, uh, particularly today, how this was always all David Sullivan who brought in Sacco, that uh, Teddy Sheringham and... Sam Allardyce didn't really want Sacco. They wanted Connor Wickham, who was twice the price, twice the wages. Uh, that Sam, sorry, David Sullivan had to force the, it through. Um, Sacco has come out and said that today and thanked Mr. Sullivan. Um, and so as his agent, his agent spoke to uh, Sky News and sort of confirmed it and said it was thanks to, to Sullivan. I know you haven't always seen eye to eye with the chairman, but this one seems to be a triumph of chairman over manager, doesn't it? Uh, it does. It does certainly point in that direction. Um, you know, after that meeting, it was obviously how much. You know, I've obviously always thought Sullivan's had his fingers in the transfer pies um, when it comes to doing the deals. But whether that was Sam actually bringing in the information and. Uh, then he acts upon it or whether it was his own football advisors let's say and then he was acting upon it but obviously he's decided you know enough is enough uh, this this time we're going to do it you know my way it's his football club at the end of the day and it's his money the majority of it is his money that, that, that gets lost if we get relegated so um, well, he's, he's can't proved blame a lot him in a way for, for a lot of, lot of people said Zerati or Zerati was uh, the chairman's choice. Yes. Um, which I understand could be true. Um, I understand it could be true. A lot of people, including myself, thought Nolan would start yesterday. Uh, he didn't. He started with Zerati. Uh, did that surprise you that Nolan didn't start yesterday? And did and second question to follow on from that, did it surprise you that some people in the crowd booed when Nolan came on? Well, the, the first point, I don't know if it surprised me. He's coming back from injury. It, it, it wouldn't have surprised me if he started, but to be fair, the fact that um, Mark Noble got injured, in a way, it perhaps made it easier to bring Nolan in. If no one, and if if Coyote and, and Noble had been fit, you know, there's no way we'd have been having this debate. Uh, but they weren't fit, and he still didn't start him. But that could be that you know Allardyce does like the bring players in gently, not just rush them in, rush them in. So it could be a bit of that. Did you agree with the booing? Oh, no, you, you could never agree with, with a player being booed coming on the pitch, can you? I mean, is it a sign of the times that Rio, Zamora and... Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot... We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. 
$45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Green got a better reception than Kevin Nolan. Uh, it's right, it, it's, you know, as much as, you know, I'm not a Nolan hater as much as an Allardyce hater, perhaps it's tarred with the same brush that he's like, he's general, but do that is strange, but I won't. I won't. You know, I've read some things yesterday about other fans having a dig at those that boo. You know, that they'll oh, get out of our club. You're not wanted. You know, they've, they've paid their money. They're entitled to their point of view, whether you agree with it or not. And it's a strange yeah. way of shoving it up to me. Well, the Daily Mail contacted me earlier and wanted me to write a piece on booing. They wanted someone who booed, and I said, well, I didn't boo him, but I could sort of see. The reason I didn't think they were booing Nolan, I thought they were booing Allardyce for taking Zarate off and putting on Nolan. I well, didn't think it was The argument, are, are the only, not the argument, the strange substitution for me was actually bringing Jarvis on when you've got Elliot Lee sitting there, scoring goals in the development squad. Give him 10 minutes, let's see what he can do. And yet he then brought Jarvis on. But you could have argued he could have brought Elliot Lee on for 25 minutes instead of Nolan. Yeah, but I, I would I would say on that number one, um, Valencia looked knackered by the end of it, so he had to come off. So, and I suppose that to be, at the end of the day, Jarvis is likely to get more games than Elliot Lee, so we were trying to get a bit of but what, but game experience to to get him back to uh, slot him back what, into what, the team. The only reason you'd be picking Jarvis at the moment is to sell him in January. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a lot of people have said that. He's not really worked out. I mean, Stuart Downing, let's just move on to Stuart Downing. Let's look at the positives because we're in a positive mood. Yeah. Stuart Downing is is amazing. I've just moved him into my dream team. I mean, the amount of assists, he's got the same amount of chances than Sab Fabregas. Uh, he's, he's got four assists now. He got another one at the, the weekend. You know, look at his stats, his passing, accuracy and ability. You know, from stats, and I know you love stats, he's, he's one of the top players in the Premier League. Yeah, I mean, Stuart Downing, when he was bought, was unfortunate in that a lot of people, I don't know if they complained much about the Downing signing, that it was Downing, or the fact that actually we needed a striker because Andy Carroll was, was injured. Now, the way I saw it was that they bought Downing thinking that Carroll would be back in the September and he would give him the ammunition. Of course, it didn't work out like that. Um, I suppose you've got to give Sam credit in that he's 
changing the way he's played, but then bringing Downing into the middle, where he seems like a totally different player. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Um, he's got to score more goals, though, hasn't he? Has he? Yeah. We, we, we've scored, we're, we're the full five goal scorers in the Premier League, as we are at the moment. I understand that, but Downing's got to score more goals. That's what Sam Allardyce says. Sam Aladici was asked last week, should he be picked from England? Um, and, you know, if, what, he's, he got, didn't if, he's, got, if he's got that many assists, why does he need to score as well? I, I'm just repeating what Sam said. I'm just a messenger here, Nigel. <laughs> anyway, let's move on a little bit. Um, enjoyed the game yesterday because my, my co-presenter, and I don't know if we've spoken about this before or after this interview. He didn't cry, uh, did he? John, no, he didn't cry, um, said too much long ball. I sort of argued with him. I thought, you know, we were mixing it up and passing it on the floor. He said, no, a lot of long ball. He said, um, Adrian was kicking it long all the time. It just wasn't working. We were missing the second ball. There's a lot of long ball. Well, I don't know if you remember from the kickoff, it went back to Tompkins who launched it into the corner, uh, which I thought was a bit strange. Um, I don't know. I, I'm not a stats man, so I wouldn't sit there and say I counted how many long balls there were. It didn't seem too bad to me. The thing is, if they were aimless long balls up onto the head of the striker, then that's what we were doing, and that's where it was useless. Yeah, uh, but, I mean, at the end of the day, and I'm sure I will say this tonight, um, they were one of the worst teams I had seen yeah. at the bowling ground for a long, long time. The only person with a bit of passion was Robert Green. No one wanted, were looking at each other. They were blaming each other. They just had no passion. Um, I think Phil Neville said it was like um, playing a team of training cones and it was unfair on training cones. Yeah, I mean, then, I, you know, I said to my mate, they're not going to stay up with Bobby Zamora and uh, Charlie Austin up front. They just ain't going to do it. They, they let Lloyd Remy go for whatever reason. And, you know, they've shot themselves in the foot, basically, because mm. I think they're going to be so far behind come January, they ain't going to be able to make it up. Better Gold and Sullivan as chairman than Tony Fernandes. And I'm going to write a piece on that later in the international break. Right. So, one last saying question what, on the game. Same what? So, between Gold and Sullivan and Fernandes? I, I'm, I'm saying that um, Fernandes would have borrowed money and taken server in debt and, and created financial ruin, while Gold and Sullivan... Is that what he's done at QPR then? Yeah. Well, he's yeah. borrowed the money. He's, he's borrowed money and he's lent money from his companies... To, to QPR. And what's Golden Solomon done then? They've charged interest. <laughs> but they've inve but invested a lot more money. They've paid off the debt. There's no... So um, the club didn't generate the money that paid off the debt. They've paid it off out of their own pocket. I still think we're a lot better right. off anyway. I'm I don't not saying we're not better off. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> it's semantics, isn't it? The, the, the club, if you look, has generated... If QPR go down... Right, we've always lived within our means at FFP. QPR haven't done that. If they go down this season, that's the end of them. The fine and everything else. Well, they've got that hanging over them already, haven't they? That, yeah. that it's, it's quite possible that... Anyway, I don't think it'll happen, but if they did go down, they could be fine out of the league. Last thing I want to talk about the game. Alex Song, chosen as captain, won me a bet. Uh, gave the ball away <laughs> again. Um... Gave away a corner, which could have been dodgy if it was a better yeah. team. And um, 
was voted man of the match by the sponsors. What's all that about? They probably wanted to meet him, didn't they? Uh, you can't who was your man of the match? Who was my man of the match? I don't know. Well, I thought everybody played played quite well. To be fair, it was hard to pick out one player that I thought uh, was 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 that outstanding. I mean, Song did have a good game. Let's not knock it um, in the middle. But I don't know. Valencia was busy, but he he, uh, he set himself up for a fall by scoring that wonder goal. Um, yeah, he didn't even get like. Yeah, I, 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 I can't see that? Valencia getting ten goals this season. No, but, but he contributes a lot more between the three of them. They move and 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 they contribute more than just goals. Well, Sacco's scoring them. Who cares? That's what I mean. Yeah, like yesterday was like a team game. It was there was not one person that was head and shoulders for me that stood right out. Hmm. Anyway, let's move on to your favourite subject, the Olympic Stadium. We've got Club London been launched. Uh, we've had this big funfair of, you know, these visuals and everything. Um, now, I know you haven't always been for this. Um, one of the things the club's just asked for, and I wondered if you were going to make a submission, is to, to submit in no more than 250 words your memories of West Ham that will be incorporated in the fabric of the Olympic Stadium. Apparently, Arsenal did this. Arsenalfication, they called it. Arsenalfication. Yeah, I've done. I've done an article about this. It's going to appear soon on uh, West Ham's. What the Arsenalfication of West Ham? Yeah, I have. I, yeah. I did that last year. You'd be on the ball now. Oh right, okay. Anyway, um, will you be entering something of your I, memories? What will it be? I wouldn't enter nothing. Will you be going to the, along to the um, Westfield office to to have a look at? Uh, yeah. Club London? Yeah, uh, look at Club London. Um, possibly. Possibly. Have you have you got to a point where you just accepted this, Nigel? Or is it is is there still fighting you left on on this issue? Um, yeah, good question. I've accepted that the club's moving. Uh, I I still think that the reasons we're going uh, are wrong. Set up is wrong. I think the club have um, misled the fans. Is is a good choice of words. Been economical with the truth in in the way it's going to be, and and even the CGI's. Uh, I think you should take with a pinch of salt. The CGI's. Uh, I've seen an email from a club official where he said the CGI's are what that what. West Ham would like the stadium to be, not what we may end up with. Really. And how about this digital wrap? Do you like that idea? Well, the digital wrap, yeah, I mean, that, that'll, that'll look good. Um, that was obviously part of the actual stadium when it was built. Um, but then they didn't have the seven or eight million pound it was going to cost. Or, you know, the credit crunch bit, Tories come into power and said, we ain't paying for that. And then they wrapped it with tent fabric. Yeah. So, yeah, the digital wrap, if it happens, if it happens. Yeah. You know, they've, they've got over $160 million already committed to the refurb. That's without the extra strengthening work and, and everything else. You know these projects. They'll say, oh, we're watertight. The builders will probably argue that it's different. This is 
extra to what they're, they're contracted for. So where's the extra money going to come from? Not I that we because it ain't going to come from us, that's for sure. So actually it don't really affect us, unless West Ham actually say, well, we'll pay for it, and then they may be able to take advertising revenue from the screen. Yeah. Um, you've got one last bit of revelation to come out about the Olympic Stadium, you and your, your cohort. Um, that's going to be announced pretty soon, isn't it? And you're going to, not to try and stop it, but well, show, it's not tell the truth. Revelations, it's about, yeah, the, the, the club of, of known... The, of the club know the distances of the seats from from the pitch, and the club know uh, if you look at the CGIs, the CGIs the clubs have, have released always show the uh, east stand. Uh, they never show literally behind the goal or or the, the west stand, basically because that's where the gaps will be between the upper tier and the lower tier. I mean, if, yeah. if you look at Marcy, I was talking about this at the game with blokes in front of us. If you look at where I sit, I sit at the front of the Trevor Brooking upper above the away fans in the corner. Uh, so we're right on top of the corner flag. Pretty got a good view of the pitch, pretty close. Olympic Stadium, I'll be sitting back in the flats behind me. If I, if I move into exactly the same seat, but at the Olympic Stadium, so in that north east Well, if you had a nice duvet and curtains, you'd have a little lay-down then. <laughs> so, so what do we do? Do we, do we stay there? Well, I don't want to sit in, in, in that north east corner of the Olympic Stadium. I'm going to be too far away, so then I'm going to have to move. I've got to move up then, haven't I? So you can move over with us and, and come with us. Well, it'll probably cost more. Yeah, but you won't want to stay in that south. Surely you won't want to be in the south, uh, sorry, the north, what you, northwest corner. Yeah. Lower down. Well, I think that's where the wave fans are going to be anyway. But um, you'll have to move over. And then that could mean you'll have to move up a band. So it could mean you pay more money. Ooh, ooh, don't start John on from that. Anyway, let's move on from the Olympic Stadium. Um, We've got a bit of an international break now. Burnley away, then Man City at home. Can this carry on? Can Sacco do six in six, seven in seven? Can we can we beat Burnley away? Can we beat Man City at home? We can beat Burnley away. I think Man City at home a uh, different kettle of fish entirely. Um, no, I don't think we can beat Man City at home. If, if you if you look at the defence. And if you look at the... Well, let's take... We, we beat three teams this season. So we beat Palace, who we were managerless. QBR were the worst team that we've had over there for a good few years. And the one really outstanding was Liverpool. So yeah. if you look at it... And they were pretty poor on the day. Yeah, so Burnley, another team, not as good. Up front... Yeah, second from bottom. Yeah, up front, they're going to be lacking. Our, our defence should easily be out of the cope. I think the thing about this season is we're not we're not conceding like the first goal, and it's not really putting us under pressure. Hmm. And therefore, well, we're building into the games. We will see about that soon. Oh, the last thing I'm going to ask you because I always have I, the angry side of you writes for Overland and Sea, yeah. the fanzine available outside. Right. What 
the Mr. Angry side of you. What did you write about this week in Overland and Sea? What did I write about? I wrote about... <laughs> oh, dear. There was a couple of things. I wrote about the club charging ex-players for their sandwiches. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I did write about that. Tell us about that quickly. I'll tell you. You're a troublemaker here, I'll tell you. <laughs> 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 uh, it, was on, it was on these up, Mother Brown. But this is the story that I told you last year, wasn't it? Yeah. About how ex-players turn up at the club. Uh, sometimes they're invited, sometimes they're working, and then sometimes they get dropped a uh, bill for their sandwiches and tea when they leave. Uh, now, shocking. Absolutely shocking. Now, the catering, I believe, is subbed out to a separate company. So whether it's that catering company doing it, but if the club were on the ball, they would know this was going on, mm. so they wouldn't be embarrassed. So a little bit of a retraction there. That, um... Well, not a retraction. I just don't want our friends texting me again saying <laughs> I'm out of order. Please don't write that stuff. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, thanks for being on the podcast this week. Uh, if if G- George is uh, a bit quiet today, at least that that will help fill the podcast. You got any other podcasts, West Ham podcast booked in this week? Uh, no, 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 no. Pretty quiet. International week, isn't it? Yeah. So if people want to follow you on Twitter, my, can they? Well, you can, like David Gold now follows me. Oh, yeah, he did, didn't he? My WHUFC. And are you blogging lately or not? Uh, my, um, I'll probably put my Overland and Sea up tonight Excellent. on the weekend. Um, so that'll go up on, on, on my little website, yeah. Nigel, thank you for fitting us in. I know you, you like to do all the podcasts, so we're very grateful whenever you can manage to fit us in your busy, busy schedule. You know you're my favourite podcast. Excellent. That's what we wanted to hear. Cheers, Nigel. See you later. Bye. Banter. There you have it. There's Nigel Khan. Yeah. Did you find it interesting about that point about the club billing yeah, ex-players for their sandwiches? What did you think about that, John? Yeah, I, I found that enthralling, yeah. <laughs> so basically, neither of you listen neither to the listen interview, to it, yeah, no, and I just we do listen it. to our podcast, though. So we, but we, not we, to we it. Pub, we listen to the. It gives the same me something time. to look forward to. If yeah. I'm listen, I heard listen it, to it. Back. I heard him at the end saying that this is his favourite podcast. So yeah, well thanks, done. Nigel. Are um, there other podcasts? Are there? Yeah, yeah. There's two. Oh. Two others. Yeah. Is there only two though? Is there not others by now? No, still only. Still How about us, the BBC? Does the BBC still run their one? I don't know. I don't yeah. think so. But as us, as us three, three mm. big boys. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway, let's move on. Um, well, yeah, we should do because we can't forty-five minutes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, Mondays podcast, Fancy League season two. There's 178 people taking part this season. Uh, the early early winner, early leader, not winner. Yeah, is Thomas week. Lawrence in first place with 418 points. Well done, Thomas. Sean's up to 27th. Yeah, with get in there. I'm coming. Points. I'm coming for you. Reese down to 90th <laughs> with 324 <laughs> I'm points. For you. George is up to 136th with 290 points. Well done, George. John's you down were to 145th oh, John. with 283 points. He's not playing along, really. Last, um, but by no means least, is Dean Pickering with 200 points. Come on, Dean. Pick Go up on, your game. Dean. Pick up your game. Uh, Sun Dream Team. One no, that's wrong. That's old, that's old. That's old. That's old. Leave it. Leave it. Leave I didn't it. change it. Leave it. I want to see if, I don't, if I've picked my team at the very beginning and I don't change it at all. 
all the way through, will I end up last? This is a Probably, experiment. Yeah. Okay. All right. Anyway, it's time for this. It's time for Facebook Twitter question time. That's correct. And this is the part of the podcast where we invite you, the listener, to get involved. Uh, I'll just I did a, quite a long question this time, George. Sean said on our Facebook page, which is facebook.com forward slash more than just a podcast, he says, the Fairweather podcast is back tonight after a win on Sunday. Send in your questions, love for Sam Allardyce, or intelligent statements before 7pm. Uh, a few people did. Uh, first up is Gary Prince, who says, question for Sean. Does Hugh Southern have any insight at the club, or is he simply just guessing things based on hearsay? No, he does have contacts at the club, mainly senior ones with bleep, bleep, and bleep, bleep. Who can't, obviously, can't reveal... That makes no sense whatsoever. (laughs) Ben Harshaw... Just a yes, he has contacts. I'll message you, Gary. Ben Harshaw says, Does bringing on Nolan give us anything? Would we not be better giving young Elliot Lee a chance to get some experience? John said that. Yes. Uh, I think we probably would have. Especially in that game, the way it was, was going. Yeah. Nigel Khan says, Sean, did your mate cry again after this win? <laughs> We're not revealing who cried. Oh, no, we probably said it on the podcast. Oh, yeah, didn't we? I, did, didn't I? I didn't cry. Your, right. your microphone's just come up. You, um, you had a tear trickle down your... I had a tear of relief in my <laughs> eye. Uh, and then he says, in light of recent revelations, should David Sullivan make himself the director of football? Yes. After the Sacco signing, I guess. He's... Yeah. Uh, Luke Burden says, who's going to Burnley away? Another win before Man City being us, bringing, bringing us crashing down to earth, I think he meant to say. Hopefully see you there. Come on, your irons. Sean, are you going? Well, we did talk about this on Sunday, I had a look we? at trains today. It's quite a pain in the ass to go yeah. to. Yeah. And there's about... Unless you fancy driving. <sighs> it's a long way. There's only about 700 tickets left of, like, 2,000-something. Turf Moor, isn't it? Uh, probably won't be there, Luke, but... It's quite cold as well. The wind whips oh, in from the river. It's, it's quite chilly up there. It's up north, you know. I've got a new coat, though, for oh? the winter. Like sheepskin, like... It's actually a, yeah, it's a parka with a sheepskin interior. It's nice. Yeah, John Watson. Um, Lewis John Trout says, Did Saggy Chops receive a call from Sandra during the game? saying that she could finish better than the players at QPR. It wasn't for him. His phone rung, and it was on uh, Sky. But it was for John Bond, is it? Is that his number two? Kevin. Kevin, Kevin Bond. Bond. Yeah, he was... Yeah, he answered it and then passed it over. Hello? Hello? It's, it's for Kev. Yeah. It was a bit you. strange, wasn't it? <laughs> it was a bit strange. Darren Kitching says QPR BMI equals IMFG. Does anybody know what that means? No. I read that as Queen's Park Rangers Body Mass Index... Equals, oh my f god, uh, right. I don't really get, don't really get that. But they're all big chunky lads. Maybe Scott George Smallman says, "I've been hearing a rumour that Nolan's contract stipulates that if he's on the bench, he must make an appearance." Not true. Is this credible? How well, long does his contract run for now, Sean? Well, it's a five-year contract, wasn't it? So he signed in. He was one of the first signings, wasn't he? He was. So what's that? Two thousand eleven. No, 2012, was it? So it must be 2016. Aaron Sean Watkins says, I'm not Nolan's biggest fan, but booing him as he came on was an absolute disgrace. 
Disgrace. I was Shame actually on you. happy that he came on as I felt he brought us leadership, something we were lacking on Saturday. It's a shame Lee didn't come on. Question for all three of you. Given the way we are playing and the results, do we keep Sam? I, for one, am turning towards the yes vote, Aaron says. Um, I, I don't... Yeah, well, I'm pro Allardyce, so I've always said... Don't keep sack Sam. him now. Keep no, I, him I, now. Absolutely. But keep him for the season. How not, could he's not, they sack he's not there for the long term. Sam Allardyce? I don't think he'll lead us into the Olympic Stadium, but how could they sack him the way he started this no, season? John, you, you keep him keep him in the moment? I want rid. Still. What, even now? Yeah, even now. <laughs> and the chance of spoiling it? Really? But he's got... He, he's, he's, he can run out his contract this season and go in the summer. Okay. Um, and that's it on the Facebook page. Excellent. So thank you for writing in, everyone. Facebook.com forward slash more than just a podcast. Podcast. Is the international break now? Uh, we've got Burnley in two weeks' time. What are yeah. your predictions for that, John? Start with you. Um, I'll say a 3-1 win. I'm going to go 3-0. Wow. I will go 2-0. Look at, the, look at how motivated and optimistic we are. Do you think Burnley will have 738 long balls again? <laughs> they could do. We, but, I mean, they were bottom. Remember, they were bottom of the division before uh, just QPR went there. They huh? just nicked a draw, didn't they? Yeah. So, they're not that good. They didn't spend a lot on their squad. I think we're at our confidence is high. And I fancy a little away win. What will happen at Man City is another thing, but that's well, for another podcast. I, said, I, I, put, I put out on Twitter that he's got a dilemma now, hasn't he? Because in that game... Kiati should be fit. Is that right? Uh, no. No? No. Right, Noble will definitely be back. Yes, he will. So who's he gonna, Who's coming in? Well, Noble will be fit, but we know Sam doesn't like to rush him back because he'll say he's out of match fitness again. So I'm not sure he might come on, Noble. I'm not sure he'll start. We'll see. That's not Sam's I'm not. I'm not looking forward to Cody the game. definitely will not start. With the players that we've brought in and how they all seem to be playing, even Zerati, when he gets a go, looks good to me. I'll, I'll be disappointed the, the game when we start with Nolan and Jarvis back in the starting lineup. I think Nolan could start. Yeah. That's inevitable, John. We will see. Thank you for listening to more just podcast, 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 podcast. Banter. Uh, my name's George. Uh, John's been hello here Sean's been banter and we'll uh, see you next week no after the international break after, after, the, next yeah, week. after the international break oh yeah Speaking come on England come, come on, England. on you irons bye bye Bobby Moore more than just a podcast Bobby Moore more than just a podcast Banter. 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 
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 